initiate startup process. Now, all the way live. Hey, yo, <laughs> y'all know what this is. Damn it, the most hip-hop and R&B. I want to introduce to y'all. It's the infamous. Call your friends and tell them it's going down now. It's going down. Woo! You understand that? It's It's live. Let's, Let's go. In five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Infamous Army host, the Infamous Amadeus, all social media platforms at the Infamous Amadeus. This amazing interactive experience that we've been bringing that started in the pandemic and you see we finally went back outside according to the cdc guidelines we don't have to wear a mask but a lot of guys are dirty out here so we're still wearing masks <laughs> round of applause for you guys all right uh of course uh when it comes to the infamous hour you've been seeing a, a new experience we've been doing in studios we had jail felony we had onyx a lot of guys that we had on zoom we bringing them in studio and of course i have my good friend my co-host Tone Vera here on the Infamous Hour. What's up? Yo, we've been outside. Don't tell my mama, but we've been outside. Let's do <laughs> this, man. I love this. Now, this is a very special episode to me. Um, of course, the infamous name is directly reflective of the guy that's on the line right now. Not only that, he brought another artist. I mean, the, the guy, we don't have to really introduce him. <laughs> Top five producers all time. Easily. A lot of you guys been biting the stilo since 93. Facts. Let's be clear. Uh, the legendary Havoc is here. What's up, Havoc? Yo, yo, yo. What up, what up, what up? What's up? And not only do we have Havoc, but Havoc has brought apparently what is the next batter up when it comes to hip-hop. Mm. He's here. I see him in the blogs. Of course, obviously, we're on Shade 45. He's ringing off. Have every publicist in America DMing me, I need this nice to future Havoc record on the radio. Yes, sir. I'm in the building, you know. <laughs> That's Good right. To be here, man. We here. Now, here. now, have it. You have an amazing uh, resume. Um, I admire that you've been supporting the new crop of boom bap artists. Uh, we, we heard you on Conway Joint work with Flea Lord. What makes Nights the Future um, different, you know, that you put in this type of cosign on them? Um, you know, I, you know. The thing about Nice is that, you know, Nice is passionate about what he do. You know what I mean? And he's an ill lyricist, you know what I mean, to his credit. And, you know, he 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 one of the homies. So, you know, I, I really, you know, I appreciate his artistry. Yeah, most definitely. Most def- nice. I got to ask you this right off the bat. With a name like Nice, mm-hmm. obviously you got to be nice. Yeah, I need so. to know the story. How did you get introduced to Havoc? Oh, I mean, well... <clears throat> I used to be uh, in the hood, you know, you know, doing hood things. You know how we do. <laughs> and um, basically, I grew up with, like, Fifth Banks, yeah, yo. Shout out to Fifth Banks, yeah, yo. And they would always tell me about, yo, you you nice. Like, you got them skills, my nigga. Like, come do this rap shit. So I'm like, oh, my bad. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Let's go do this rap thing. You know what <laughs> I mean? So I'm like, man, I want to do this rap thing. I'm in the streets with it. And um, they blew up. So I was like, damn, you know, it, it could really happen because we came from the same neighborhood. You know what I mean? So I'm like, damn, it could really happen. And um, 
I decided I was like, well, if they can do it, I can do it too. You know what I'm saying? So I started recording. And um, shout out to Fly. My cousin used to actually cut Fly's hair, which is Havoc's. That's that's Havoc's best friend. You know what I'm saying? And um, he, they used to play my joint in the barbershop like every day. So any customer come through, they always be like, who's that? So Fly was like, yo, who's that? And he was like, yo, that's my cousin. He was like, yo, bring him to the studio. And um, my cousin called me, and he was like, yo, we got to go to the Mob Deep studio. And I'm like, which Mob Deep? Like, what you talking about? Like, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, the Mob always been my favorite group, you know what I'm saying, growing up. So I I didn't believe him. And then when we got there, you know, Havoc was really there. And I was like, oh, shit, this is Havoc right here. Like, you know what I'm saying? And um, they played my record, and Havoc came from one room to the next, and he stopped the music, and he was like, yo, who's this? And they was like, yo, it's him. It's nice. He was like, yo, that's your fire. And um, he left. So I was like, damn, he just said it's fire and he left. What's that about? You know what I'm saying? And um, I got a call when I left the studio like 20 minutes later. They was like, yo, have one to fuck with you. Come back. I was like, I'll be right back. And then we just was rocking ever since. That, that's yeah, a man. super dope story. Wow. You know, have we have a uh, a new emerging boom bat lyrical uh, yeah. campaign. It started with Griselda, and now we have a yeah. whole bunch of guys. From yeah. a legendary standpoint, because, you know, as a DJ, I kind of feel like I'm not getting music I could play in commercial spaces, if that makes yeah. any sense, right? You know, we, yeah. we always had, like, you know, we had our hardcore stuff, but, you know, we were always creating music for these commercial spaces, for the barbecues, for the clubs. Why do you think it's such, like, a rebellious movement that we're not getting that in general for the new crowd of guys? Um, the, you you saying like the records that they're creating, they're not in a commercial space for like radio and stuff like that. That's well, what you're saying. Well, I mean, just like I, I kind of feel like when I get like the new records in general, yeah. right? Um, yeah. I kind of feel like I just can't really play them anywhere outside of radio. Oh. Whereas like you guys would have like you know you have Getaway, you would have this, right. you know, Hove would have these records, Fifty would have records he could play in clubs and stuff. So right. why do you think we're not getting those type of records now? Um, because you know I think you know the new era of artists now that are coming up. They are solely relying on the internet. You know what I mean? They're not mm. more so thinking like how we was thinking back in the days with like, yo, let's get this to radio, blah, blah, X, Y, and Z. They're, they are finding their bit of success through, you know, online situations, you know what I mean, via the internet and stuff like that. And, um, you know, but eventually some of those guys, they see that it's, it's two different, you know, sides of that coin. Mm. Like they do have to go through, you know, the radio uh, you know, a channel, you know, as well as the internet, you know, to, to be a full success. But um, I think a lot of them coming into it, you know, it's just a different era. You know what I mean? They, yeah. I don't even think they even thinking about it like that. They just want to just get it out. They're not censoring it. And they just like, yo, this is it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Havoc, I was looking through your um, discography, right? And I'll, impressive credits, like your your production extends like from miles, but sometimes... And I learned recently producers aren't credited on certain songs. Is there like a song in a different genre that maybe you might have worked on that you're not credited on? Like, like basically what I'm saying is, is there like a Lady Gaga song out there that maybe you might have produced for her <laughs> or something of that nature? I, I wish I could, could say yes, because then I'd be chasing that check down. But nah, there's, there's, there's no song out there, to my knowledge, that, um, you know, uh, that was done by me that I didn't get credit for. You know, I'm really on top of my business when it comes to that. Like, yeah. you know, uh, doing production for people and making sure I get the credit. Yeah. 
most definitely. Uh, nice, you know, it, it, being from Queens, there are a lot of MCs that came from Queens. I mean, yeah. you got you got L, of course, you got the legendary Prodigy, mm-hmm. you got Cool G Rap, it goes mm-hmm. endless on and on. Who was the first MC in general that you heard that was like, damn, you know what, I want to be an MC, this is kind of like what I want to do? Um, Pretty much Nas in the Mob. You know, after after I heard after I heard Illmatic, and then I heard the Infamous album, I was like, "All right, this is what I want to do." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And uh, and uh, Biggie too. When I heard Biggie first album as well, you know, shout out to Brooklyn too, because when I heard Biggie first album as well, I said, "Yeah, I want to be like these guys." You know what I mean? So shout out to Nas, the Mob, of course, and Biggie. You know what I mean? They they were the reasons why I do what I do. Nice. I got to ask, um, obviously your pen game is, is phenomenal if, if you're working with Havoc. Yeah. Does uh, does that extend to other artists? Do you help write other songs for, for mm-hmm. artists maybe on on your label or maybe like friends that you mm-hmm. work with? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I wrote a couple of records. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I wrote a few records that um, I can't really talk about right now, but yeah, I wrote a lot of records. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't have not only your amazing producer, but you are an amazing MC, and obviously you produce a lot of your records. Was there ever a record that you gave up that you were like, damn, I should have kept that for myself? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, uh, thank you, first, foremost. Um, is there any records that I, that I gave up that I wish I kept? Um, nah, I, 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 I don't regret any of the records that I produced for other artists and, you know, gave it to them because... Um, I like to produce for other artists, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I you know, when I when I when I make records for other artists, I kinda like psych myself out as if I'm making a record for myself and then I give it to them. Yeah, that kinda makes sense. So Havoc, this might sound like a similar question, but uh, for me, like the song got it twisted, I felt like it should have been bigger than what it was. Mm-hmm. Is there like a Bad. single that you guys dropped that maybe you felt didn't get the the airplay it, it deserved or Maybe like fell under the the radar. Yeah, uh, man. I mean, a few records uh, got it twisted. Yeah, it definitely could have been uh, bigger than it was. But the, I think that had a lot to do with Loud was kind of like on his way out. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we didn't get the push that we we needed for that album. Um, but you know that album ended up going gold. So you know, I, I believe that was what the Infamy album. You yeah, know, so yeah. yeah, that that ended up going gold anyway. But so it, it still has. Had an impact, um, you know. But there's there's a lot of records, you know. More than anything, um, the records, uh, you know, it, whether they was pushed enough or not. Sometimes, you know, you know, we we in this day and age, I, I think that Mob Deep didn't get the credit that you know they deserved. You know, as far as like you know getting nominations and stuff, things of that nature. Because I'm like, yo, all these years we dropping platinum. And gold records, and I'm like, yo, where's the nominations at? You know what I'm saying? But and that just go to show you that you know those 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 Grammys they dope when you get them, but they're not everything if you don't. Do you think that was because maybe the music was too aggressive? Maybe like generally speaking, on the first two projects, because I mean the music changed obviously as you guys developed as artists. But you know, Juvenile Hell in the first two three projects they were very straightforward. Could that have been maybe a reason why? Um, yeah, I think it's a lot of different factors of why you know things happened the way they did. Um, the one that you mentioned could be one of them. Um, but also, I just think that, uh, you know, sometimes if your label is not pushing for that, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, then you probably won't be end up in that space. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not 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 to shit on Loud Records or, uh, you know, Steve Rifkin, because they, they did the best that they could do, but 
sometimes, you know, the best is not enough. You got to go a little bit harder, you know what I mean? Mm. But all in all, um, you know, I think Maldives got what they deserve. As, yeah, that's a fact. Um, so with that being said, let's say, like, you could have uh, – you could go back and change things. What would you have done different? If I could go back and change things, I'd do a video to I for an because I, I love that song, and I, <laughs> I can't even believe we never did a video for that. Mm. Um, you know, my, my favorite Havoc beat, this is going to sound real random, but my mm. go-to Havoc beat is the Foxy Brown joint, Promise. Mm. Yeah, 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 you went, you went deep. Mm-hmm. You, dug, you dug in the crates for that one. Believe it or I, not, no, I, but see, see, my set on Sirius XM, I play throwback. So I basically play so 90s, 2000s, is what I play every week. And the Promise joint, when that joint ring off, is super <laughs> crazy. How underrated is Foxy Brown as an MC? I know there was some questions about her pen, but, I mean, you know, times have changed. <laughs> but let's talk about that record, how to develop than working with Foxy. Mm-hmm. You know, it was dope working with Foxy. That was like at the, the beginning of my production career as a producer. Um, it was dope working with her, you know what I mean? I wasn't used to working with artists. Um, her, as far as like, is she being underrated? I don't think Foxy's underrated. I think that, you know, she was put on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She mm-hmm. was up there, but I think that where anything, if anything fell short, it was just not putting out enough records. Got it. Now redirecting back to Nice here. Um, nice. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you get you have a huge blessing. You get to stand on the mm-hmm. shoulders of giants here. Mm-hmm. What's one of the best lessons you've learned from Havoc? Like being around him, like business wise and industry wise. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> business wise, he would always tell me, um, you know, just make the right decisions. You know, um, a lot of people will come at you with certain things. But you you just got to know, you got to keep your head level and know what's right from what's wrong. You know what I'm saying? And um, also he taught me, like, um, you know, be patient. You know what I'm saying? Um, You know, they didn't build Rome in a day, you feel me? So, you know, you got the talent. And he was like, just just follow me and we're going to go to the promised land. And, you know. I'm following them, you know what I'm saying? That's what it is right now. Yeah, most definitely. And to piggyback off that, is there, like, any additional pressure? I mean, obviously, you're coming out. I mean, you're coming out the gates. So this is my first time actually hearing about you, right? Mm-hmm. So this is – you're out the gate. It's mm-hmm. like the Havoc records. Mm-hmm. You're pulling up Wood Havoc to the mm-hmm. interview. So mm-hmm. is there additional pressure with such a cosign, uh, you know, what this kind of means to hip-hop? And- I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not really no pressure. It's just more of making the right decision and the right move. You know what I'm saying? Because I always had the the talent was always there. Like like I said, I I don't you know, growing up in Southside, you know, a lot of people in South Jamaica, Queens know who I am mm-hmm. just from going to the park and, you know, kicking the freestyle, me, Banks, Yayo, going to different hoods, you know what I'm saying? And really just turning up. You know what I'm saying? So everybody knows the name, you know what I'm saying? And um it was just more of me knowing the business than you know, actually just rapping because anybody can just rap, but you got to know what you're doing when you're rapping. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's really the, the the part that, you know, they're guiding me to. So, you know what I mean? So eight albums Mob Deep did together. Mm-hmm. Um, Havoc, you got to tour around the world. At what point did you kind of say to yourself, did you and Prodigy kind of go, yo, like, this is easy for us. Like, this is... The music comes out of us automatically. Anything we do is a hit in the streets. And like, what, what did y'all feel like this? Like at the beginning, in the middle, or like towards the end? Um, 
you know, I, I would say probably uh, towards the middle. You know what I mean? But e- that being said, even still, we never took it for granted. You know what I mean? We always uh, approached records like it was our first time, like really trying to keep that hunger going. You know what I mean? Yeah, most definitely. You know, I, I saw an interview uh, with you uh, with my man Tragedy Gaddafi. Um, and, and you had mentioned that basically without Prodigy, there is no Mob Deep, right? Obviously, Correct. you know, the, 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 the group has ended. So how does the Mob Deep legacy continue on? I mean, beyond oh, just music. I mean, you know, beyond just music, it, it, you know, continuing by, you know, still, you know, making records, uh, you know, upholding the legacy, uh, not tarnishing it by, you know, throwing out weak stuff. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, you know, things of that nature, just, you know, just having fun with it and, you know, just not letting anyone, you know, forget about Mom Deep. I feel like this is a very layered question, what I'm about to ask, but being that you're also a lyricist and the producer of the beat, you ever like hear the beat and then as you're writing to it, decide to go back and change something in the beat? Like, I feel like this is a question that I could only ask a few artists out there, like you, Kanye, but like, you're like, you ever go back and just go, nah, I need to like add more instrumentation to this beat or I got to change this beat just for this lyric? I mean, that happens every time I'm writing around to my one of my beats. You know, I could be, you know, almost finished the rhyme or maybe in the middle of the rhyme and I'm listening to the beat. I'm like, wait a minute, I'll go into the beat and I'll start manipulating it, changing it, you know, things of that nature because while I'm writing, I'll hear something that could be added to it or something that needs to be taken out. You know, it, it works both ways. Yeah, most definitely. And and a quick segue into this. So we have a segment here on the Infamous Hour, our top five segment. We've done everything from top five fast food sandwiches to top five MCs. <laughs> so, Havoc, I'm going to put you on the spot. Super random question. <laughs> top five producers that can rap. Top five producers that can rap. Dr. Dre, Kanye, Q-Tip. Tip. Uh, P-Rock. P-Rock. Okay. <laughs> And large professor, large professor, round of applause. No, he, uh, he had that ready to go. No, he did. And, and when I interviewed Pete Rock, he said you were his number one um, producer uh, that could rap. I actually asked him the same question. Uh, nice to future. Same question for our top five segment here on the Infamous Hour. Top five producers with bars. Go. All right, I go um, Havoc. Of course, he number one. I go Dr. Dre number two. I go Kanye West number three. I go Large Pro number four. I go P Rock number five. P Rock. Shout out to P Rock. Super dope. Very, very parallel list. Super parallel. <laughs> he just changed the order around. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What's what's some current projects you're working on right now? What can we look forward to? Um, well, you know, Future of the Streets with me and Havoc is dropping this Friday. You know what I mean? So y'all definitely go check that out. You know, it's gonna be crazy, epic. And um, we we currently working on Future of the Streets Volume Two, you know what I mean. So that's gonna be dropping, and I also got something in the stash called the Vault. Is I'm naming it the Vault because it's like songs that I did like over the years that I never really put out. So it's kind of like a lost tape, you know what I'm saying. And um, that that will be dropping a few days before the second project drop so you know that's what the focus is right now so just a quick follow-up with you say you got you're working on um the project that you're releasing this week and then you're already working on the second one. Oh yeah we almost finished with the second one me and h you know we oh, we, okay. we work like we like machines you know <laughs> okay. what i'm saying we actually could do like another 
three, four more joints, and we could probably gonna do that. So you so know, when do you decide that it, something is a project? Is it after like thirty songs are in the vault, or like after yeah, there's a hundred recorded? Yeah, pretty much like twenty. 2030 when when we get 2030 up we know all right we're gonna pick the best out of the 2030 and um you know whatever gets laid away we throw it in the vault so we'll put it on the vault you know what i mean that's what we do you know what i mean so we'll just keep dropping music you know continuously we're not gonna stop yeah most definitely you know having we, we are in a much different time now as a hip-hop community obviously you know what you like musically is like subject to kind of like what you like go to spotify itunes etc when music was changing did the elder statesmen of hip-hop know that this was going to happen or was it kind of just like a tidal wave that kind of happened and you know people just kind of had to adjust to it um you know for me i could speak for myself i don't know about anybody else but i kind of seen it happening in slow motion you know about a year 2000 Mm -hmm. you know what i mean when you would listen to New York radio and you would probably totally forget that you was in New York because every record that was being played on the radio was from the South. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I kind of seen it happening in slow motion. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, and just to kind of piggyback off that a little bit, do do you think it's kind of radio's fault, maybe in a sense where, you know, we are what we are um, Mm -hmm. musically when it comes to the lyricists, because now it's like the lyricists are like the minority in a sense, right? Right, You know, they kind of feel that way. Um, And, 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 you know, working in radio, I see that the younger kids are still making records for terrestrial radio. So they feel like they got to sound a certain way, look a certain way. So, you know, do you think that is a problem? And, you know, how is a hip hop community? Can we actually fix this? Um, You know, I don't think it's anybody's fault. You know what I mean? It's just the natural progression of things because each generation that comes, they always try to change it, you know, yeah. and they and they do what they like. They don't like what, I mean, they might appreciate what came before, but they don't want to do the same thing. They try to change it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, each, you know, year and decade, things evolve. But if radio is to play a role, you know, in anything that has to do with, uh, you know, hip hop, it's just making it more diverse with the genres of hip hop that's being played and not just catered, lean towards one side, making it more popular than the other. Yeah, it makes sense. Let me ask you, Havoc. So with the means of distribution for music have changed. Like, everything is streaming nowadays. So that means, like, um, the the way that music is curated to the masses is different now. Yeah. So, yeah. like, did you like the old way where, you know, a few program directors and tastemakers were doing all the choosing for what's going to be hot? Or do you like the the new era where, like, Somebody like somebody like Kid Leroy has 25 million Spotify users and like nobody knows who he really is. Right. Um, I, I, I would prefer the new way because, you know, back in the days when it's just like one program director, you know, I mean, that must have been a tough job for the program director back then, like to have to sift through all that music. But now, you know, I think the universe is like wide open for a lot of different artists to be to have their own foundation. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Uh, so you have we we'll have a kid named like what's his name Leroy you said yeah um, yeah with twenty five million uh, followers and nobody never even heard of him but the twenty five million people heard of him you know what I mean twenty five million people heard of him so I I like the new way you know what I mean because it's you you can actually you know start like grassroots on your own and build up your own foundation without having to wait for a certain machine to, yeah. to do it for you yeah you know. Uh, one of the final questions before we get out of here, um, I was doing some interviews on SOBs, which obviously is a big performance venue in New York. I do their Instagram on Tuesdays. And it was a very interesting question that came up. And, I, and I'll ask both of you. I've asked, you know, Havoc is a legendary guy and then uh, Nice is a newcomer. 
you know, as an MC, when is it time to actually start clearing samples, right? Because samples have changed, obviously, right? It's like, you know, a lot of the guys that own the publisher, they've passed on. So as a legendary producer, when is it time for artists to seriously consider that they don't end up in a Robin Thicke situation where they right. owe, like, you know, 50 gazillion dollars to Marvin Gaye's family? Right, and, right. And as an independent artist, when do you feel like, all right, you know, I need to start making these decisions? Right. Um, you know what I mean? I think each situation is different. But just to, say, to, to go at it real quick, um, you know, you're an artist. If somebody was to sample your stuff, you would want somebody to clear it. So if, if you like, if it's obvious that you sample somebody's stuff, I think you should just try to clear it right away. Most of the time, it don't even cost that much to do. You yeah, know what I mean? You nice. spare yourself that. Yeah, you have track lib. You have different things. That, uh, nice. Well, when do you exactly. think it's time to clear samples? Yeah, man. I feel like if you if you got the money and and you doing your thing, regardless, do it right away, man. Don't don't wait till. You know, you get that that kind of situation. You know what I'm saying? You don't want that kind of situation. I mean, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna lose out a lot. So, my 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 whole thing is, you know, before you even drop the record, make sure you take care of the business. You know what I mean? Handle all that. You know what I mean? If you if you got it like that now, if you don't, you gamble. You know what I'm saying? You gonna just gamble and see what happens later on. But um, if you got it. Like, we got it. We going to take care of that ASAP. You know what I mean? Facts, facts. <laughs> nice. Before you go, I want to I wanna play, like, a quick game with you. Let's, let's, it's called the elevator pitch. So mm. right now we're introducing you to a, a large audience, mm. mostly boom bat people, people yeah. who still – In the airport, by the way. Yeah, we're being <laughs> so, played. So there, there are white people watching right now, okay? <laughs> we're streaming everywhere. But, like, let's say somebody had never heard of you mm. and you had to do, like, a quick 30-second elevator pitch to somebody. Like, oh, young man, what do you do for work? <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you tell them? I, I tell them, like, I'm one of the best MCs they'll ever hear in their life. And if they listen to me, you know, they'll feel it in their soul, you know, because it comes from the heart. You know what I'm saying? It comes from the heart. It's really what's going on in the streets. Like, it's not that, it's not the sugar, you know, it's not the sugar-coated shit. You know, pause. It's Sorry about that. We have to do some editing. But, you know, it's... <laughs> some editing, definitely. <laughs> But it's not, you know, it's it's basically what's happening. You know what I mean? I'm 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 one of the the leaders of the people in my neighborhood and um once you listen to me, you'll follow me. So, you know, Come follow me, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? I dropped them jewels. You know what I'm saying? I love that answer. Yeah. I love it. Most definitely yeah. having a uh, same question. Our audience is primarily like 35 and older. They're, they're like working consumer Facebook people. They are aggressive. They don't want to hear anything past 2000. Why should the audience, right? They are stuck in 2000 and back. Why should they tap in to the new Nice to Future project? Um, I would say the reason why they, because, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's music to your ears. You know what I mean? Um, it's, it's dope. It's refreshing. It's we still got that you know that vibe you know of the '90s, but but with the with, with a new twist on it, you know, and um, it 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 it'll make them reflect on the, the the things that they love, you know, as far as musically. Yeah, most definitely. Round of applause, havoc. Nice to future to build it. All right, yes, so real sir. quick, uh, nice to future uh, projects dropping Friday, Friday May seventh. Uh, after that, what, what do you have? We have some videos coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The video drops uh, May eleventh with me and Havoc called Bosses the Bosses Part Two. Video is super stupid. Exclusive. Yeah, the video looks crazy. It looks crazy. Uh, that's all I'm gonna tell y'all. It looks crazy. Yeah. So y'all gear up for that. And um, yeah, we got the video. Uh, the second vid gonna be uh shot soon. Um, I can't for I can't believe it. That's gonna be a movie as well. You know, I'm I'm kind of in with the treatment, so I make sure I paint a picture. I'm not just 
standing on the corner doing nothing, you know, just rapping. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be a movie. Yeah, and, and Havoc, same question. What's coming up for Havoc, for the HOVC? What's, what's popping off? Um, you know what I'm saying? I got this project with Nice. I got the Method Man project. Um, also, the joint project is happening. The Method Man and... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I mean, sir. that project is done. Oh, round of applause. Yes, sir. We've been hearing about this for a while. Yes, sir. Yeah, and it's yeah, super it's, it's stupid. Done. It's done. I we must say that. Yeah, we just looking for a home for it or whatever that... Did, that COVID, did COVID slow that down? Because I know you guys had absolutely. the record. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Because we was going to drop yeah. it. Uh, around the time right before COVID That's had hit, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then everything just you know just went crazy. So yeah, yeah. So you know that that's going on. Um, doing a project with uh Dark Low. Ooh. Um, Ooh. And then uh, and then a few 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 other artists that 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 that's coming down the pipeline. Yeah. Um. Final question before we get out of here. I uh, have Of course, we cannot do this interview without mentioning Prodigy. Um, of course, we're, we're approaching, you know, the time of year where we're warning him again. In your opinion, as his other half, what is the legacy of Prodigy? Oh, man, the legacy of Prodigy is one that, you know, he was consistent, he didn't bite his tongue, mm-hmm. and, he, and he was a dope lyricist, man, and, and he stood for what he believed in, you know, and uh, his opinions sometimes, even though it wasn't popular, he stood by them. Yeah, most definitely. Thanks for coming to the Infamous Hour. Of course, the Infamous Hour. I'm your host, Infamous Hour. Today is Tone Very Nice and Future. The legendary yes, Havoc is here. Listen to us on a bunch of FM radio stations. Just tap in. Go to my Instagram, of course, Spotify, iHeartRadio. And big shout out to Boom Bap Nation and our sponsor, Livecast. To next week, we'll see you then. Stay COVID-19 free and stay safe. We're out of here. Yes, sir. Wow.